0: You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We spent so much time this offseason talking about Allen Robinson and what the Chicago Bears were going to do with their number one wide receiver. But now in the news are the number two and number three receivers for very different reasons. This is... Locked on Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter, at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Locked on Bears. You can like Locked on Bears on Facebook, or join the Locked on Bears Facebook group, for even more Bears talk. A quick shout-out to the Locked On Bears listeners on Twitter and in the Facebook group as well, on both places, pointing out to me yesterday a minor mistake I made on the podcast while eating some crow about a past mistake I had made on the podcast. Long ago, I kept referring to Northwestern cornerback Greg Newsom as cornerback Gavin Newsom. And then on yesterday's podcast, when one of our voicemail contributors brought it back up just to poke some fun at me, I then mistakenly referred to Gavin Newsom as the governor of Florida, even though in my head I was thinking California, and I believed the words that I said out loud were California. But lo and behold... The recorded audio that came out of my mouth was Florida. So yes, I know that Gavin Newsom is the governor of California and not Florida. And I know that Greg Newsom is the cornerback from Northwestern that was drafted by the Cleveland Browns. So now that that's cleared up, let's get to the Chicago Bears news of the day. We've got Darnell Mooney firmly in the head of Rams cornerback Jalen Ramsey after the way that matchup went last time around. He's got his eyes set on a rematch there, and Bears fans really kind of getting after him on social media. That is a lot of fun. We'll have to get through how Darnell Mooney is Jalen Ramsey's dad on Wikipedia now, plus an update on Anthony Miller. We thought he was going to get traded. It seemed inevitable after the reporting came out this offseason, but he's still here, and we heard an update on Matt Nagy on how that relationship is going and what the expectations are moving forward, and we also need to touch on the beginning of voluntary team workouts where the Bears got pretty good attendance, quite a few players showing up at a time when we weren't sure who all would be there with some back and forth with the NFL Players Association, obviously uneasy about health and safety concerns as this offseason starts to ramp up back toward what it was like before the pandemic. But we got to start with Los Angeles Rams cornerback Jalen Ramsey, clearly rattled by Bears fans on social media and just Darnell Mooney's route running in general. Because he took to his Instagram story, Jalen Ramsey that is, to call out Bears fans who have been calling him out over one particular play last year against the Rams where Darnell Mooney puts a stop and go route on him and blows by him down the left sideline. And Nick Foles is thrown from the end zone under pressure and overshoots him, but it looks like a play where, had the pass been accurate... Maybe the safety would have been able to tackle Mooney, but it would have been a 25, 30-plus-yard explosive play directly beating Jalen Ramsey with Darnell Mooney's route running. And I did a little digging, and this actually originated in the Instagram comments. It was actually Adam Rank from the NFL Network commented on an NFL Instagram post about Jalen Ramsey, and he commented, Are we not remembering Darnell Mooney making him look silly? So, of course... Jalen Ramsey sees this and responded, he had zero catches on me and we won the game. S-T-F-U. That, of course, means shut the F up. Great double move by him, but it was still an incompletion. L-O-L. And then Bears fans, let him have it. And, you know, that was Sunday night. The the comments kind of blew up. Ramsey commented again, I love it. And he put some laughing emojis. And he even said, of course, this is what always happens. He says, I'm far from heated up. I genuinely do not care. And yet, hours later, he does clearly care and posts on his own Instagram story, can't wait till week one so all these lame-ass Bears fans can STF you about their number two wide receiver. It's funny because they know better too. So for a guy who's not mad and couldn't care less, he sure seems to be mad and, and could care quite a bit less. He seems to be putting quite a bit of care into Darnell Mooney. And he is correct in that you look at Darnell Mooney in coverage versus Jalen Ramsey in that game. One target, incomplete pass. It wasn't Mooney's fault. He definitely won that route, and even Jalen Ramsey conceded that, but Mooney still had you know, three catches for 40 yards in that game, mostly against Troy Hill in the slot for them. But clearly there's a chance for a rematch here, and for Mooney to try and get him again. And you're going to have a fairly motivated Jalen Ramsey in that matchup. And if he wants to focus all his attention on Darnell Mooney, that's fine by me. They can let Allen Robinson roam free elsewhere on the field, and that's that's part of the idea here right? with this Bears offense is try and throw some different weapons and see if the Rams can cover them all because Jalen Ramsey can only shadow one of them, and when he tried to cover Darnell Mooney last year, at least on that one specific play, it did not go well for him. So that's going to be a huge talking point, I think, heading into that Week 1 matchup here, regardless of who the Bears quarterback is, and maybe that's kind of the... The bigger question here is, like, even if Darnell Mooney can get open again against Jalen Ramsey, will Andy Dalton be able to get the ball to him? Will the offensive line be able to protect Andy Dalton from Aaron Donald long enough for Dalton to be able to get the ball to him? Or is it going to be Justin Fields? And then will Fields and Mooney have that connection yet? Will it take some time for this Bears offense to kind of get rolling again? But then also, how will this Rams defense fare without Brandon Staley back there? calling the plays and truly operating it at quite the same level. They also don't have as strong of a secondary around Jalen Ramsey, so there's some opportunities here for the Bears to do some damage here. But in the meantime, we know Jalen Ramsey will be thinking about it. It was to the point where Darnell Mooney's Wikipedia page was edited to say that he was Jalen Ramsey's dad. I actually went back and looked through, and you can look at the edit history on Wikipedia, and people have made hundreds of edits to Darnell Mooney's page just in the last two days. Like, it had barely been touched all offseason, just kind of once or twice a few days in here, there, and then over the last couple of days just flooded with edits to try and keep poking more fun at Jalen Ramsey, and clearly it's working, so keep going, Bears fans. Let's do this. It's a little less fun for Anthony Miller and his role in the news cycle right now. At least he's still a Chicago Bear and should remain a Chicago Bear for the immediate future, but we'll try and figure out just how long-term that future is and what kind of leash he'll have from Matt Nagy next on Locked On Bears. Hey, Bears fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text DRAFT to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels while increasing energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's D-R-A-F-T, to the number two three one two three one. Message and data rates may apply. I just love that Darnell Mooney is in the news and in Jalen Ramsey's head, having done zero work publicly, zero public trash-talking, zero public statements about Jalen Ramsey. There was some reporting that maybe he was trash-talking Jalen Ramsey on the field after he torched him on that route, and by all means, I would do the same thing, but it's just interesting because you know, we kind of knew Anthony Miller to be that receiver, the one who has a personality and is more than just a football robot who catches passes, but has like a real human being energy behind it that Bears fans fell in love with. I mean, he was, he is fun to watch and he's fun to hear from. And he's just, he can be, and not only an electric player, but an electric personality and just a guy that knows how to talk in addition to knows how to play. But part of that has brought this negative perception of him. A lot of it coming from valid on the field criticisms about his performance and how he's been with the team. But also, I think some of it painted a little bit more negatively from his, I guess, loquacious behavior if we're going to throw big words here in the podcast but after multiple reports this offseason from the NFL insiders very legitimate reporting that hey the Bears are shopping him looking to trade him and I think even expected to trade him was the feeling and the wording around those reporting and we wondered if it would be just during the draft you just trade him for a late round pick or whatever it might be the Bears never found a suitor and we kind of forgot about it and it was interesting cuz like it happened early in the offseason like when free agency started and then we kind of forgot about it and then it came back like late in free agency that hey bears are still looking and we kind of forgot about it again and we go through the draft and it passes and it's mid may now and he's still a chicago bear and we kind of look around and go well i guess he's still here bring him to OTAs bring him to mini camp bring him to training camp all right you know let's roll with it and we have talked before on this podcast about how i don't know i guess it felt a little bit forced to try and get rid of him right i mean he didn't commit a crime he hasn't done anything that has gotten him you know suspended at least from what we've known publicly no you know no conduct t- conduct detrimental to the team type stuff at least again on the outside publicly maybe there've been some things behind the scenes that we haven't been fully informed of but it's not as though he is this terrible bad guy that you just need to get out of the organization necessarily the reports were that you know maybe he's missed some meetings or been late to meetings or hasn't been in the playbook and as detailed as he needs to and been wrong on his routes and you know hasn't had it all there between the ears in terms of doing the things you need to do to be a consistent professional wide receiver. And that's sort of why the Bears were looking to trade him. But I, I sort of made the argument that, well, you don't just trade him for just a seventh round pick just to get rid of him because he could still have some value. You're not in such a huge rush to trade him. You're not going to save any kind of major salary cap space by any means. You would just be trading him just for the compensation, but if you can't get decent compensation, then you might as well keep him and see what he can do. And so that seems to be, to some extent, what happened. What exactly happened, we don't know, but that's sort of the outcome we're at, that they did keep him, and they are going to at least kind of see what they can get. And it sounds like, Last week in uh, meeting with the media, wide receivers coach Mike Furry kind of called him out again and said, hey, man, we got a lot of wide receivers now, so Anthony Miller, you're not guaranteed anything just because you're a second-round pick. And then Matt Nagy was a guest on the Mullion Haw show on 670 the score and kind of asked about Mike Furry's comments there, and maybe they were a little bit too harsh, and he kind of clarified a little bit with where the Bears are coming from with Anthony Miller.
1: for For Coach Furry, You know, We we discussed that, and that's not what he was trying to to say at all. Matter of fact, it was the other way. It was the fact that there's so much depth at the wide receiver position, and we've had some really, really good discussions with Anthony um, recently in the last couple weeks that have been extremely healthy. Anthony has done everything we've asked him to do up to this point, and he's really, really eager to get out here and compete. He's one of the most competitive players I've ever been around. Uh, he understands that there's some parts in his game that he needs to get a little better at, but we also understand too, on our end, that we need to be able to help him out as much as possible. So um, that comment last week was was not an indictment on Anthony Miller at all. It was that we have a lot of depth, and everybody knows that when you all show up here in, in OTAs and training camp, get ready because we're going full speed, and we're we're like everybody needs to dot their I's and cross their t's, be extremely detailed. Um, and and really just everything's open. Let's go compete, and uh, and may the best man win.
0: Matt Nagy trying to play a little bit of the good cop role here. Again, that audio courtesy of the Mully and Haw show on 670, the score. And I think to some extent that's about as close to Matt Nagy being harsh and critical as we're going to get in this type of a a forum. right? He's not a guy that's going to come out and throw a player directly under the bus, but read between the lines there. Matt Nagy's kind of telling Anthony Miller, hey, your roster spot is not guaranteed. I think he said everything's open, anything can happen. Like You do need to be more detailed, and you do need to be in the playbook. We drafted a rookie in the sixth round that's a slot-only wide receiver. And Anthony Miller on the Bears has been pretty much a slot-only wide receiver, especially as his career has gone on here. And as much as they want their 2018 second-round pick to succeed, and as much as there's so much potential there, we've seen Anthony Miller have huge games, and he's a great route runner, he gets open, he can win in so many ways, he drops too many passes, he runs the wrong depth on routes, he's been on the wrong page, and just doesn't seem to be fully absorbed in the offense the way the Bears want to. So this, he I mean, he really is on notice at this point, as much as we kind of felt like he was starting to go unnoticed a bit last offseason, it's training camp now. Like He is not guaranteed a 53-man roster spot at this point. I don't think a six-round pick in Daz Newsom is going to instantly jump into the starting lineup and just totally blow Miller out of the water and replace him. And I think there's still a pretty decent chance that Miller is on this 53-man roster. As much as they do have wide receiver depth, they don't have a lot of guys that are like premier slot receivers a lot of outside vertical guys like Demir Bird and Marquise Goodwin and Darnell Mooney Allen Robinson can play plenty of the slot but maybe it's Tariq Cohen that ends up doing more of that role maybe tight end Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet moving over there a little bit more we'll see exactly what this looks like but it's all out there on Anthony Miller and it's a very public process of hey dude this is your call out get it together or or you're out of here you you were almost out of here this offseason you were basically supposed to be out of here this offseason. We're giving you another chance. Let's see what you can do with it. If I was Anthony Miller, I'd make sure as hell that I'm showing up to every voluntary workout and offseason practice that I possibly can this year, despite all the sort of ongoing back and forth between the Players Association and the team. The Bears are just getting rolling in, you know, just very preliminary strength and conditioning stuff for workouts, but it sounds like attendance has been pretty good. We'll go through the latest out of Hallis Hall from these voluntary workouts next on Locked On Bears. We're still months from the start of the regular season, but you can already bet on the Bears-Rams matchup at betonline.ag. The Rams opened up as seven-point favorites at home on Sunday Night Football. The money line has Bears plus 280 and the point total over under 45. Maybe that changes if Justin Fields is named the Week 1 starter before then, but that would also change quite a bit of the odds of Offensive Rookie of the Year, where Justin Fields is plus 700, just behind Trey Lance and well behind Trevor Lawrence at the top of the odds at betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account and enter our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your free 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It's been about a year since I had my first built bar, and I think at this point I'm full-on addicted. Because they're protein bars that taste like candy bars. That's why they truly are the best-tasting protein bars ever. Every single one comes completely covered in 100% real chocolate. They're all low-calorie, low-sugar, high-fiber, and high-protein. I've tried every single flavor at this point, and I have not been disappointed by any of them. You literally can't go wrong. I think my favorites are salted caramel, raspberry, and coconut. Cookies and cream, for me, also tastes like a chocolate-covered marshmallow. But I promise, there's something for everyone. You really gotta just try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and enter our promo code locked fifteen to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. On Monday, the Chicago Bears officially started phase 2 of their offseason and All it is is considered voluntary workouts and voluntary offseason programs. Man, Aggie kind of classified it as 75% strength and conditioning and 25% football. Obviously, a little bit more complicated than that, but I like the phrase that he used. Class on the grass is how the Bears are going to kind of handle this in a means of appeasing some player concerns about health and safety. The Bears were one of the teams this offseason that had put out a statement with the NFL Players Association objecting to essentially any offseason in-person workouts. Now, This was a few months ago as we were still waiting to see exactly how vaccine rollout might be and certainly had no idea how the NFL was going to handle vaccine rollouts. The NFL has sort of extended the olive branch to say, hey, If you're vaccinated and in the facility, you don't have to wear a mask and the coaches don't have to wear a mask and you don't have to social distance and you can just be back to what would still be a regular offseason. And that had to be appealing and somewhat relieving for some players. But part of the statement was also the idea, not just. Uh, CoVID safety and not wanting to catch the disease, but also noting the risk of injuries, and knowing that you know last year with virtual off season, players weren't getting hurt at practice, and there's some debate about how much that affected the injury rate during the regular season. The Bears players cited uh, fewer injuries across the NFL as a whole, but you kind of you can look at the numbers in a couple of different ways and spin that more to whichever side of the debate you want to be on. So, it you know, that's, that's part of it. But certainly you can't get hurt in May if you're not working out with the team in May. I mean, you can get hurt working out on your own. We saw that happen with Juwan James from the Denver Broncos. But generally speaking, you're not going to put as much of that, like, contact in those potentially riskier physical positions that you might be with bodies against bodies on a field as it is to just working out specific muscle groups in a gym. But there's obviously a benefit to not only... Getting together and having class on the grass, as Matt Nagy would say, but also working out with your teammates and building up some of that camaraderie, especially for some of the newer players. When you have new leaders, especially at the quarterback spot, you know, that's sort of where you look to the guys to step up and be the voice and faces of your franchise. With Fields and Andy Dalton, there's a need to kind of build up as much of that as you can as quickly as possible, because it's not just going to happen instantly. And yes, there's a lot of off-season to develop that, and they'll do that at training camp, they'll do it at mandatory mini-camp, and they'll do it in the preseason and throughout the season. I mean, it's a constant process. But the more time you can spend around those guys, I think, the better. Is it going to be the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs? No. But any little competitive advantage you can get, absolutely the Bears will take it. And so all of this public negotiation and hand-wringing, and the Bears kind of come out and said, you know, we'll eliminate the whole first week of the full OTA workouts at the end of the month, so they won't start that phase of the offseason until really, I think, June 1st. It got players out to Hallis Hall. I think the number reported by ESPN's Jeff Dickerson was approximately 70 players in attendance. If you think about the full 90-man roster, you're getting seven ninths of your roster out there, that's almost 80%, that's not bad, I think it might be a little less than we might expect in a normal offseason, but Dickerson did clarify that it was nearly perfect attendance on offense, which would indicate that maybe some of the missing pieces were on the other side of the ball there, we don't know, we don't have a list of like here's who was there and here who wasn't, but you can kind of imagine then that, Obviously, Justin Fields is going to be there. He is he has been a huge advocate for getting back to in-person football. I imagine the rookies that have already been there for rookie minicamp might, you know, might as well stay. They're all going to be involved with that. And I'm sure pretty much all of the main players that you would think are going to be there are probably going to be there. I would question maybe Allen Robinson because I don't know that he needs to be there. And he's on the franchise tag and maybe not happy about his contract. I could imagine that might be the one I would question the most. But then, you know, on the other side of the ball, I don't think Khalil Mack needs to be there but he does seem like the kind of competitive athlete that would just want to be there and would be one of those players showing up same kind of thing with Akeem Hicks at this stage of his career he doesn't he doesn't need those extra practices in this defense by any means it would just be him working out with his teammates instead of working out alone but as he was floated out there in trade talks and whether he was even going to be around from a contract standpoint you know is there any sour feelings there probably not but you know, all of this starts to become a little bit more reckless speculation when we go too much farther beyond that. But it is still at least pretty good turnout. It's what Ryan Pace said he was expecting in his pre-draft press conference. And I think we even had some doubts at that time. Like, is he? Is that just optimistic thinking there? Or is, it, is it naive at all to expect that? But so far, the returns have been good. And I think it is a good sign that this Bears team is more or less united in, on the majority front, and is this a big deal? No. Are we going to care about this at all once we get to the regular season? No, but it is, it is something, and it just does sort of reflect the current state of the team at this time, and I imagine some of the excitement about Justin Fields and Andy Dalton is a big draw for most of those offensive players to be in the building. I'm sure as the offseason goes on and OTAs continue, we'll find out some more details about how this is all going down, so you can be sure we will keep you up to date with all of the latest and greatest right here on the Lockdown Bears podcast. So make sure that you subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast right now, because that's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Just because we're in the thick of the offseason doesn't mean we are going anywhere. So I hope you'll keep tuning in and keep joining us throughout this dead time of not a lot of football going on certainly no chicago bears games on your television but we'll still be here and hopefully along the way we make it a little bit easier to bear down